Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Experts on Demand, a podcast from iHeartMedia Wheeling. I'm Corey Klug, and we are now we're joined again here by Kelly Loudon of Rumor Loudon. For this for this edition of the of the podcast here, and just a reminder that if you ever want to catch up on past episodes of Experts on Demand, or if you ever want to listen to this one again anytime anywhere, you can search for on the free iHeartRadio app by searching Experts on Demand Wheeling, and you can also find this on NewsRadio1170.com by going over to podcasts in the drop down menu and choosing Experts on Demand. So, Kelly, welcome back. Thank you, Corey. Uh, I thought what I'd discuss today is, um, given the latest ice storm and power outages that we had, I thought I'd discuss um, sizing your generator in relation to running your heating and cooling system. Um, Because we've had severe weather in the summer, too. You remember several years ago, it was around the 4th of July, and everybody lost power, and um, it was off for a long time. So, you know, this um, will affect how your, you know, if it can run your air conditioner too. Exactly. So, um, some people have very unrealistic expectations for their generator. Um, we've had people call and say, oh, "I got this generator and it won't run my furnace," and well, they didn't get a big enough generator, mm-hmm. or even a portable generator won't run it. So, um, you know, they might go to Lowe's, pick up something for four hundred bucks, and they think it's going to run their electric furnace. So, I thought I'd talk about that. So. When if people are considering a generator, whether a portable or whole house generator, then they would know more about what size and have clear expectations for what it's going to do for them. Exactly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for instance, um, one of those gas-powered portable generators, like I said, will not run an electric furnace. Um, now I'm talking about like straight electric resistance that have the coils that heat up. That's mm-hmm. called electric resistance heat. Um, and and it, it won't run that and it won't really run um, a heat pump either. So in fact, um, a whole house generator uh, will not run an electric furnace either. You have to get to a commercial size before it's going to run an electric furnace. Gotcha. So... Um, if you have a straight um, electric resistance heat, I suggest you find something else that can supplement it. <laughs> okay, because because that's kind of like a, that's kind of like a hard knock lesson that we learned with this recent ice storm was just because because even my parents they they have a generator but it's not going to power every single thing. So you no. so you so you just got to make sure that you have the right generator, you have the you had the right equipment, and at least now we know to prepare for that stuff in case. God forbid another ice storm like this happens again mm-hmm. in the near future, but, right. but 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 now we know what we got to do to to plan ahead. Right, right. Um, and so homeowners are faced with a couple of generator types. Um, there's the gasoline powered portable generators, which sit outside, run on gasoline, um, and then they have like electrical outlets in the side that then you run extension cords to what you want to power. Mm-hmm. Okay, Um, and then they're the larger portable generators for, um, you know, job sites. And usually the average homeowner is not going to get those big, you know, 17,500 watt gasoline power. Those are for like job sites that don't have electric yet and they're using them to power their tools and such. 
because um, those are about thirty six hundred to four thousand dollars. So, and they're hard to find maybe a place to store them and I'll things bet. like that. So, I mean, they do make them, and some people may want to you know go that way. But um, for another investment of two to three thousand dollars, you could get a whole house generator. Um, <clears throat> so, whole house generators typically operate off of natural or propane gas. Okay, Um, and they have an automatic switch. So if the power fails, the generator automatically comes on. So there's no hauling it out, filling it with gas, you know, gasoline, having to maintain that and so on. Um, And so those are installed by a professional and and you need a professional to put those in because you're running gas line, you're running electrical wiring, you're hooking it into the power source to, you know, power your whole house. There's usually a concrete pad that's poured to set it on so um you know and and then you have a company to handle any warranty issues so Mm -hmm. that's and we we are um capable and skilled put them in but we don't have the manpower but there are other people out there and usually where you buy it often they will um you know suggest a a professional to put it in but it's not something like that's not something you want to tackle yourself now maybe i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself right here and i apologize if i am no ask away if i don't know. I'll tell you. I don't know. <laughs> but 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 when it but when it comes to the it comes to the generators that you use that are that are like outdoors and everything, I know some people would want to cover them during ice storms just in case to make sure that they don't get iced over and everything gets damaged. But 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 you but you got to make sure that you cover it when it's not running, right? Because because it it could lead to something something else dangerous. Well, I tell you, we have one. And we don't cover ours. Hmm. Um, be- I mean, the biggest danger is, okay, the ice topples a tree and falls on it. That's the bad part. But they're meant to run. And say you're um, away from home and your power goes out and you've got that thing covered and then it's not, sp- you know, it needs to be uncovered. And it's probably not a good good idea. Um, mm-hmm. You might want to do it maybe in the summer, but we get power outages in the summer, too. Yep. So I don't think they're meant to be covered. And that is probably addressed in any homeowner's manual. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, when you get the equipment. <clears throat> but you're looking at about five, uh, six to $7,000, depending on the size and brand installed for a whole house. But, you know, they last they last a long, long time. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, to consider the size you need, you have to take in, um, think in terms of amps. OK, so most appliances are rated by amps. Some of the smaller ones might be watts, but generators are often rated by watts or kilowatts. So you have to you have to do some math. I know people don't like math. They're afraid of math. But I'm not, I mean, personally, I didn't mind math back in the day. But this is this is like conversions that I haven't done in a long, long time. <laughs> Well, this one is actually pretty easy. So um, you take the um, the formula is watts divided by voltage equals amps. Okay, so usually you have appliance running on two types of voltage. Mm-hmm. You have 120 or 240. Okay, so let's just say you have a um, 5,500 watt generator. How many amps is that going to generate? Okay. So you take 5,500 watts, and if you're running 110 volt appli- or 120 volt um, appliances, that equals roughly 50 amps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know that you have 50 amps to work with. Um, a 20 kilowatt, now bigger generators like for a whole house are kilowatt, um, and they generate um, about 90 amps. So you can see there's a huge difference there um, in the available electricity to use. All right. Um, Let's just say that same 5,500 watt portable generator and you're wanting to operate 240 volt appliances. Okay. 
um, like a water heater or you want to think, can I use my electric dryer? Can I use my electric stove? Well, <clears throat> when you um, take the 5,500 watts, divide by 240, you only get about 22 amps. Gotcha. All right. So that's what you need to, to look at to kind of compare. Well, what do I want to run? How many amps is it? And then how many amps will be available to me generated by, you know, the portable or whole house? Um, so what are some typical amp draws for appliances? So let's just uh, do some examples. So an electric water heater um, at 240 volts draws about 20 amps. Okay. So if you have a 22 amp generator and you're running 20 amps for your water heater, you don't have much left to run anything else. No. Okay. So those are the kind of comparisons you need to look at. Um, <clears throat> in relation to furnaces, which is a convoluted way to get to furnaces and HVAC <laughs> equipment, um, in relation to furnaces, it really doesn't take many amps to light a natural gas furnace or an LP furnace or an oil furnace. Okay, you've got a little spark that you know starts the um, ignition process for all mm -hmm. of them, and then um, the motor, you know, the fan motor that's blowing the air through the ductwork and so on, really doesn't use a lot either. So that's eight to ten amps. So that's doable. Right. Much um, more room to play with it than than the previous. Example. Right. Exactly. Right. So, um, you know, a portable generator, the gasoline powered would run those types of furnaces with the correct wattage rating. OK, because there are I use 5500 as, as an example, but they're smaller, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's bigger. So anyway, um, so with the correct wattage rating and, and the proper connection, you know, it would run those furnaces. But you want to have an HVAC or electrical professional to prepare a connection that will accept the extension cord for your furnace. If you think about it, you don't run your furnace on a on an extension cord, no, typically, you know. not right now. <laughs> but, you know, if you could get the power to the furnace, you could, but you want to have a, um, a professional, you know, put in that connection so then you could take an uh, extension cord and plug it into that, that connection. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, don't dabble in electric. You know, that's not a good to dab. Dabblers just <laughs> end up getting hurt and ruining. Or, or at the very least, just leave, just leave it to a professional right. because... Yeah. Electric dabblers aren't, you know, that's just not a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, let's just, if you have a heat pump, okay? So usually a heat pump has some kind of backup heat. Mm -hmm. um, if you have an oil or a gas or a propane backup to your heat pump, you're better off to shut off the heat pump. And use that backup heat if you're wanting to run it with a generator, okay? Because um, to get those heat pumps started it takes a lot of um, what we call um, like startup amps. So it's just like a car, you know, how it, it you need more power to from the battery to start the engine. But once it's running, it doesn't, you know. Um, the same thing with, uh, you know, a heat pump. When you need to get those rotors cranked in that compressor and so on, it could draw up to 60 amps. Mm -hmm. But to run it, it might not be as much, but you still have to get it started, right? So if you have a heat pump, you're better off to shut shut off the heat pump and use your um, backup heat. <clears throat> Um, and then same with a, an air conditioner. So you're going to need a whole house generator um, to for the startup load at the beginning to get the compressors going and so on. Um, uh, to reference some other appliance loads, uh, just so people kind of understand what, what the draw is, say a refrigerator or a freezer draws about four to five amps. Mm -hmm. Not much. Um, <clears throat> and then um, what else here? Oh, a furnace and blower controls, again, is about eight to ten amps. 
regarding lights, every house is different. Okay, so um, <laughs> so some people might wire all their lights on one breaker. Some might wire all their electric outlets in one room to a breaker. So it's a little different. So I'm doing averages here. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, that could be about twenty to twenty five amps. So I mean that that's a significant draw. Um, but what's most important is, will it run the coffee maker, right? Will it run the Keurig? Because <laughs> that's what keeps people calm, right? Is that getting their caffeine fixed? Exactly. Well, I looked up on the Keurig before I came here, okay? Okay. <laughs> and it draws 1,470 watts, which equals 12.25 amps, okay? Mm. So, um so there's rating plates on most appliances that you can check. It's like, yeah. hey, can I run this? Or, hey, you know, have a plan on what you're going to run. Exactly, generator. because you're basically trying to figure out how you're going to ration out all the amps that, 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 that you can max out on. So, yes, we, yes, we need the coffee, but you don't need it. <laughs> Every, all the time, every right, day. Right. <laughs> Maybe get that first cup and then I'll have to be good enough. But. Exactly. <laughs> so um, another thing to consider, and I just found this out uh, myself recently, is you really uh, need to try and keep your load draw steady. You know, and I'm sure you've heard generators running, you know, like in the neighborhood. And sometimes you hear go, ooh, where they're going, you know, they're surging and then retreating and surging and retreating. Well, I found out that that can cause um, control damage in your furnace. And I'll back because because basically that it's it's basically like a roller coaster for that, and you, you just experience all the highs and lows, and there's only so much that it can take. Right, exactly. Um, so control boards. Uh, so so that's another reason to think about a whole house because a whole house provides a more steady, and then you're better off not to turn things off and on a lot, you know, so that your 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 draw is um, remaining steady with that portable, especially. Um, and instead of off and on and surge and let go and things that retreat. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> another, I can't stress safety enough. Okay. Again, we talked about dabblers and electricity. I don't, I just don't recommend that. Um, you need to read and understand your operating instructions. Um, and, and if you don't understand what they're saying, consult a professional company to come. It's worth the money, believe me. Um, and then on a slightly different matter, I mean, that, um, I wanted to talk about having a secondary source of heat for your home. Mm-hmm. Kerosene heater and waiting. Um, one of those gas unvented wall heaters or a vented wall heater. Uh, something because, I mean, first of all, there are not enough HVAC techs in the valley, period. And two, when it's an emergency, they're all stressed to the max. And they have to sleep sometime. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they, they do their rest. Yeah, yeah we, 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 pretty much, we pretty much learned the importance of HVAC workers and, and even, if, even further than that, electrical workers and everything oh, yeah. a, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago because they were pretty much stressed out to the max trying to get power back, trying to get heat back to everyone. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we can't say thank you to them enough. Right. And especially plumbing. There, there's, there's several plumbers in the area, but not nearly enough for the demand. And they're all extremely, extremely busy. And so when you had the ice storm, not, not only did you have electrical problems, which caused furnace problems, which then, you know, if you didn't have heat, caused freezing problems. So all of them. And so I just say try and prepare. Um, even if it's a once in five year thing, what you're going to pay to have some of those repairs done would definitely, you know, pay for the prevention measures you, you need to take. So 
I'm, I'm just trying to make sure you got. I'm just trying to make sure I got your quote right. An ounce of prevention prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes, exactly Exit. right. <laughs> I did say that before. Did good memory, Corey. Good memory. <laughs> so, um, yeah, have some way to to protect yourself. <clears throat> um, you know, electric heaters are good to have too in case you learn your furnace lose your furnace but if you you know have a power outage it's not going to help you but you nope. know even at least that have something an alternative um heat source so i mean that's that kind of concludes what i prepared for today um i don't pretend to be an expert electrician but i hope this would help people understand more about generation or generators in relation to their hvac equipment and their other appliances as well as the types and the sizing so um, I hope people find that helpful, and I'll see what I can come up with for next time. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's, it's just something that we need to start thinking about again here, because even before this storm that we had earlier this month, it's it's been a long time since we since we had to deal with something like mm-hmm. this. And it's probably just something that people either either kept in the back of their minds or just completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. But it's just good to have this kind of refresher right here because you because you, ju- you just never know. No, you don't. And and one of our employees actually went to purchase a, a generator at a local, you know, um, hardware supplier. And he said they had two truckloads come in that morning and they were sold mm-hmm. in one day. And so you need to prepare and think ahead. And um, but people tend to wait till an emergency happens. And, and that's not good. So I'm just urging people to think, think ahead. <laughs> Now, now, just just wanted to pass along something right here because because this was something that I was wanting to bring up. And again, we're talking with Kelly Loudon here from Rumor Loudon for this episode of Experts on Demand, talking about generators and what to consider when whenever you're in an emergency, like we had a couple weeks ago. But you passed along some information while we were doing our updates on the storm and everything. And just, just as a refresher, oh, on sure, just just, mm-hmm. going, just going back to heat pumps here because because the, the icy weather, as you mentioned, can cause some damage to a heat pump. If, and it's more so for the condenser fan than anything else. So, so if you could just elaborate sure, that for, sure. for everyone who forgot. Excellent. All right. I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> so, yeah, the heat pump uh, has a condenser fan outside, just like an, an air condi- typical air conditioner does. Okay. So what can happen is when the freezing rain is happening, that ice collects on those flam- fan blades. And then that causes them to go out of balance. And then they can crack or they can damage your condenser motor. And then you're in for an expensive repair. Yep. So um, the uh, one way to deal with that is to just take warm water, not boiling, but just lukewarm water, and you can pull it over the top of it. And it'll melt that ice, clear it off the blades. But, you know, as that um, freezing rain continues, then you have to maintain it. So you might be better off just to shut off the heat pump and use your backup heat um, instead to, to just to protect that uh, fan blade. Another thing that we have run across several times is people's gutters are leaking onto their unit. Mm. Okay, so what happens? The same type of thing. You know that gutter is leaking, and the surface of the flam fan blades is cold, and it freezes on the fan blades and causes the same kind of trouble. Now, we've had people say, "Well, do you cover them?" Well, on a heat pump, you don't want to cover it. And they'll say, well, can I just put like a little lean-to over it or whatever? Well, you want to keep four feet clearance on the top and three sides. The back isn't as crucial. So you want four feet uh, clearance on that. So you could do that as long as you keep that clearance. And I would make it removable because um, if you need service... (laughs) <laughs> the service tech is going to have a harder time and take longer to make your repair if he has to work around that. So I would For make sure. it removable. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just, I'm just thinking about, 
the ice buildup on the fan blades, it just brings me back to that kind of example. <laughs> right. it's, it's just, just a sim- It just seems like a similar scenario. There. Or clang, clang, clang. That's even worse. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> it, it definitely, it definitely annoys you. Do well, both both noises you don't really want to hear, but no. it, seem, it seems like clang, clang, clang is a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that instance, it is for sure. <laughs> but 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 just just so much useful information right here, Kelly, because. It's because, like I said, it's just something that we probably never think about, but it's something that we do have to think about because, like I said, God forbid another ice storm happens in the near future. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you always say, an ounce of prevention mm-hmm. is worth a pound of cure. So exactly. it's just always best to think ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so, so if they ever want to get in touch with you, Kelly, or or if they do need service or just any other general information about what we went over today, what's the best way to reach you? Well, we try to put a lot of information on our website, which is rumorloudon.com. And then um, people can, we, we have info at rumorloudon.com so people can email us and ask questions. I'll be glad, you know, to try and get answers for them. Um, although sometimes not being able to physically see what's happening can make it a challenge. But, you know, just general information um, we're glad to provide. And then our St. Clairsville office, the phone number is 740-695-2487. And in Barnesville, it's 740-425-3134. Um, we're open Monday. Our offices are open and manned Monday through Friday, 8 to 430. But we do provide a mechanism for people to leave messages after hours on weekends and holidays. Good deal. Well, Kelly, I appreciate you spending a few minutes here with us. So much great information that we definitely need to consider for down the road if this happens again. And we, we just appreciate your time on the podcast today. All right. Thank you, Corey. And that was Kelly Kelly Loudon from Rumor Loudon. And just another reminder here that if you want to listen to past episodes of Experts on Demand, one of two ways that you can do it, you can go to newsradio1170.com and search for the podcast under podcast in the drop down menu. Or if you have the free iHeartRadio app, just make sure you search Experts on Demand Wheeling and you'll be able to find all the episodes right then and there. So until next time, I'm Corey Kluge saying thank you so much for listening to and taking some advice from an expert on demand. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.